0: Hello and welcome to Tales of the Dog Park, the podcast that looks to brighten your day, talk about some of our favorite dogs and their stories from our local dog park, and maybe we'll throw in a laugh here or there. I'm your host, Molly. And I'm Lindsay. And today, we are going to be talking to you a little bit more about the American
1: foxhound named Francis.
0: But before we tell you about Francis, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the American foxhound. All right. So let's get into it. We have Christine here again for part two of our three-part finale. Hello. Hello. And this week, we're talking about the American Fox Sound.
1: I forgot to completely introduce her. I'm so rude. I'm the worst host. I mean... You guys introduced
2: me the first episode, so I think it's
0: fine.
1: Okay, I hope so. Yeah. Forgive
0: me. We're recording them all in one sitting.
1: Yes. My bad.
0: No, I mean, I think it's fine. Christina, are you personally offended? Not at all. All right. I'll make up
1: for it on the next one.
0: All right. This week, we're talking about Frances, who's an American Fox Sound. Let me tell you a little bit about the American foxhound breed. So, any picks on where we think the American foxhound originated from?
1: Are you talking about states again? Yeah, states again. I
0: mean, yeah, but we learned from the Australian Shepherd that that's not always the case. That's true. But no, it is America. Any states? Tennessee.
1: I'm going Alabama.
0: Man, guys, you're really just, like, not hitting it. No. Not hitting the mark. Is it, like, Wisconsin? All right, guys, you should both be very, very it's upset Virginia, with yourself. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it's Virginia. <laughs> it's, it's Virginia, Maryland. Um, so, they originated from their cousins, the English foxhound. Uh, in 1650, this dude, Robert Bur- Brooke came over uh, to Maryland with a pack of his hunting dogs. Um, and at the time... Uh, that lineage became known as the Brookhounds, right?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I heard about them. Yeah.
0: So then, and this is like pretty high high profile. They got mixed with George Washington's French Foxhounds that were a gift from the Marquise de Lafayette. Dang. And that is the lineage that has become known as the Common Day American Foxhound. They were bred for uh, fox hunting. For the American Gentry.
1: That's that's some prestigious blood.
0: Yeah, that's like high profile dog right there. Yes, V-Fancy. Be V-Fancy. Be um, So there's like a lot more history behind the American Foxhound, but like we would be here for a really long time. Same thing with next week's profile that I'm going to do on the Basset Hound. Like the history of them is just really vast. There's a lot of very fancy people that are involved with it, oh, but for now, like the, like that's the main part, right? Like Robert Brooke brings some dogs over. George Washington is like, "Yo, let's make this new breed of dog, <laughs> and like the Marquise de Lafayette isn't even aware that like he has influenced America even further than he already had.
1: and you can find out more about him on Hamilton.
0: <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> this podcast is no way affiliated with him. no we're not or, or disney, disney. <laughs> <laughs> okay so a little bit about the american fox sound uh so its coat is short and hard it comes in red tricolor black and tan and blue i've never seen a blue one personally no. but it's acceptable um so about the same size as the cheering walker coon hound that we talked about last week it's about 55 to 71 pounds and it's 21 to 25 inches from its shoulder the life expectancy is uh, 10 to 12 years.
1: That's pretty good.
0: Yeah, for like a big dog, that's yeah. pretty solid. So uh, they're actually like really docile and have a very sweet demeanor for their temperament. They're easygoing, they get along with children and other animals, um, but they may be sh- shy or sheepish around strangers or in new environments or situations Um, But, like, overall, just, like, very calm dogs, which you don't really see in the hounds. No. Um, And that's really what I put as their upside. Like, they're a great family dog, and they are... They're kind of like the... Like, they act like they were made for the gentry. Like, they are not running around, like, crazy. Like, when they are in... When they are not in hunting mode, like, they are just chill.
1: What is the gentry?
0: Like, the elite. Yeah. Like, the American elite. um, (laughs) They would do, like, the foxhound. Like... Have you ever seen those um, pictures that are usually in yes. libraries or in studies? Like, that? Like that is the American gentry. They wear yes. their fancy red, like, uh, like suit jackets, and, and, yeah, the they go horses. on the horses, and, yeah. And they
1: have their fox. Yeah. And, and their fox hunting gear and
0: yes, dogs. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, so the Very downside cool. of the American foxhound, uh, they must be trained due to their independence and natural instinct to follow a scent. Um, as a result, it is highly recommended that they never be trusted off-leash. Um, Christine's going to tell you, or charity did tell you a story about how Francis is, like, the exception to that rule, though, because she escapes the fence and then goes to the front yard to be let back into the house. <laughs> <laughs> um, overall, uh, health-wise, they're extremely healthy. They don't carry any genetic disorders uh thank you marquis de lafayette yeah um they do have a very minor risk of and i'm probably gonna butcher this word guys thrombocytopathy which is a platelet disease
1: better than i could have done it
0: <laughs> um and then their fun fact is that they're the state dog of virginia which we have all lived in and we all know this to be true <laughs>
1: do you th- does every dog have their own or does every state have their own dog yeah i
0: think so yeah yep wild yeah Yeah. i mean we can go into it we can do some searches later if you want yeah all right yeah like you want to know you're like i want to know know what it is and like some dog breeds i know like are the official dog of multiple states
1: okay yeah it's like the cardinal because isn't the cardinal like some from multiple states yeah yeah
0: Yeah. Yeah. um so that's all i have on the breed profile uh in in a couple minutes christine's gonna tell us a little bit more about francis and her story so stay tuned guys
1: all right, Christine, tell us about Miss Frances.
0: So this starts off as kind of a sad story.
2: Oh. Not, like, not that sad. Okay. <laughs> Let me be clear.
0: I feel like we should have, like, a V track on this that <laughs> just, like, dun, dun,
2: dun. No. <laughs> no. So at this point, we had two dogs. We had Ginger. RIP. She was a German sh- short haired pointer mix, by the way. So, another female hound. She was lumpy. She was lumpy. And uh, we had Chaka, and we really wanted a puppy because we had moved into a house and we thought, it, you know, we could expand our family. So, I went into a lot of rescues looking for a female hound and I found the perfect little red tick. Mm. Uh, she was beautiful. And so, I, you know, filled out an application and sent everything back. And I got an email in return that said, obviously this dog is not fit for your home. <laughs> and that's all it said. What? It said nothing else. And I'm like, what? What? Like, what is wrong with my home? Like, yeah. I don't understand. Um, long story short, the president of the rescue ended up getting back to me. He was like, I apologize. We just didn't say that this dog was fit for an only home, for, like, to be an only dog. Um, so that's why, you know, the person responded. <laughs> so they didn't, said, like, fully
0: fill out the profile of this no, dog. No, And whoever responded back to you obviously thought that they had And, like, you just didn't read it or something. But, like, mistakes on their end, not yours.
2: Not yours. Right. So, I was really upset, and I was in, I'm pretty sure, a a treating walker coonhound group uh, because I love to talk about my dog, Chaka. And a rescue was in there and was like, hey, and a lot of other people in the group were like, you should reach out to this rescue group. So, I reached out to them, and they had actually had a hound come in Uh, who was pregnant, and they had had a litter of puppies. And they are like, if you want one of these puppies, uh, fill out an application, so on and so forth. Yeah. So we filled it out. They're a rescue based in Louisiana. And, um, yeah, they were transporting the litter and then a couple of other of their rescues from Louisiana up to Maine. Oh. Yeah. So they stopped by uh, with, you know, just a big old box of puppies and some other dogs (laughs) and... They uh, actually met us in Fairfax, and so they they let the dogs kind of stretch their legs a little bit, and they gave us a little, little baby Frank, and, oh. um, yeah, that that was how we got our sweet Frances.
1: So, in a way, it worked out.
2: It did. It did work out. She really is a good dog. It's funny that you say that, because we, we have had some side conversations about the fact that Francis might not actually really be a foxhound, just like Chaka might not really be a walker, but no. that's what they've been considered for, like, the... 11 and 8 years of their lives.
0: Yes. And I think that's the thing about, like, hounds, especially when you get into, like, foxhound, hound, like... Unless you have, like... Like, there's certain hounds that are always going to be identifiable, like, from the get-go, right? Like, a right. beagle, a basset, yeah. a bloodhound. Like, you see them and you're like, that is what you are. All other hounds kind of look exactly alike. They, they really do. That's
2: very true. Um... But, like, as you were going through the breed profile, like, I think that's part of the reason why. Because Frances is very low-key. Yeah. Um, the only time that she gets kind of uppity is if um, someone new comes to the house. Mm. She barks and acts like she's mm-hmm. hardcore. Um, yeah. But then, you know, immediately, like, sniffs and is like, oh, yes, pet me. Uh. She's just overall, like, keeps to herself and, and just very chill.
0: So... I think that's why she's my favorite of your dogs. Yeah. Because she's very much like me. Like, I'm good. (laughs) We don't need to do all that. Right. She
2: She has become very loving during the pandemic, though. When I come home now, she, like, comes up to me. She gives me, like, a lick or two. No more. Oh, yeah. No more. Which she had never done before. So, like, she is starting to, like, oh, my God, you left. Uh you're back now. I'm so glad. And she oh. was never like that before. Yeah, but generally like, "Oh, all uh, right. Yep. I said hi. I'm going to go over here now. Thanks." <laughs>
1: was she ever in consideration after uh Shaka said, "I don't want to mother this dog."
2: Your new collie. Oh, absolutely was not. Francis ever going to do. <laughs> Once <laughs>
0: again, why Francis is my favorite. Uh
2: absolutely not Francis Hayes uh puppy children.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um
2: She, Holly so badly wants Frank to love and accept her. (laughs) Like, so Frank, it's funny. Frank pees like a male dog. Like, she (laughs) will lift a leg and, like, every time one of the other dogs goes to the bathroom, she's got to go mark over it. Like, it's very bizarre. Um, But Holly was, right?
1: I've never, I've never seen, like, a, a female dog do that. Yeah,
2: she's super weird. So, like, Holly was, like, following her around the backyard one day and, Chaka went to the bathroom, so Francis, you know, lifted a leg to pee on it. And she walked she like toddled up behind Francis and like lifted her little leg to also <laughs> take a pee. I was like, oh my God, she so wants your approval. No, Frank will yell at her. <laughs> Frank is good at raising babies in the fact of like don't cross boundaries. <laughs> um, like I I really thought she when uh, Yoda was a puppy, I thought that there was gonna be an incident because Yoda would not leave her alone. And she ended up held you know Cesar Milan or whatever so yeah. she's put them on their sides like she pinned Yoda down to her side was screaming in her face like <laughs> half an inch from her face I was like is she gonna tear her throat out like this is it right no she was just saying like stop leave me alone I've told you too many times <laughs> so she's had to do that a couple of times to Holly she hasn't like put a paw on her or anything yet but she'll yell at her and bark at her <laughs> and Holly acts like the most wounded Creature, oh. like just screaming at the top of her lungs for like a minute straight. <laughs> I'm like, you're not. She didn't touch you. Yeah. All she did was yell at you. Um, she didn't even touch you, bro. No. But she <laughs> she looks at Francis and Francis <sighs> like gets super furious. Like she can't jump on the couch, but she'll like put her little paws up on the couch and look at Francis. Francis loses her mind, gets up and leaves. Uh, there's been a little, little bit of progress. Uh, they love the fireplace. So Frank very much loves the fireplace. She'll lay down. Um, and the baby did go and lay against her at her butt. And you could tell that she was, like, kind of trying to feel it out <laughs> and just lower herself very slowly. And um, made a complete just down next to Francis touching. And they just laid there and fell asleep. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was one Slow. win. But, yeah, otherwise... Frances, not not mother, not the not mother Not mother material. No, she's like me. Yeah, it does she's doesn't not about sound that like, life.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. If I were to own a hound, it would probably be American Foxhound. Like for this reason, like for Frances's
1: reason. Yeah, yeah.
0: like you just you're gonna go hang out and just like be chill, cool, great. Yep, yeah. yeah. I'll sign up for that. Yep, yeah. she's great. Let's go. <laughs> let's go have some beverages outside separately. Yep. Yeah. Right? Like, we'll still be near. Separately. You sit at your side of the table. We don't have to speak. Exactly. Right now, I have a Velcro dog. Like, I can't... Yeah. If I were to bring another dog into the house, it has to be a dog that's like, I'm good to just chill over here. Because, yeah. like, Julio is... In my face 100% of the time. Just like, he I love you so get, much. He would probably
1: get, like, more
0: velcro Oh, yeah. He'd be like, this is my mom. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I know this is, like, a
2: later part of the program. So, I've been, like, trying to sit here and think about, like, bougie stuff I do for my dogs. Like, yeah. All four of them are allowed to sleep in the bed. Francis chooses not to. <laughs> I love it. I she it only wants oh to God. sleep in her crate, which has, like, a, a nice, very large dog bed. Yeah. And one of those very, like, king size. Like, she doesn't want to be part of the dog pack. She doesn't. If it's very, very cold, she'll snuggle up a little bit, but for the most part, Frank is in her crate and that's it. Chaka very much has to be in the middle of me. Um, and John <laughs> like right next to me at the head of the bed. like that's How big is your bed? It's a king size. It's quite. Is it obvious. like a
0: California king? No, no. But it
2: still works because, again, going yeah. back to uh, unorthodox commands, we have the hot dog command. <laughs> um, so when they are hamburgering or biggering which is when they're laying horizontally, I just punched Lindsay. I'm sorry, did
1: not
0: do? it.
2: We say no, Chaka, hot dog, and so she gets up and she realigns herself vertically to fit. Uh, (laughs) between John and myself. Sometimes she will sausage, which is when she does a little coony curl. Also unacceptable. No baggering, no sausaging. must hot dog in the bed. Must hot
1: dog in the bed. So that's
2: how they fit in the bed.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. Okay.
1: Alright. Oh, okay. So let's do some follow-up questions for Frances.
0: Yeah. Um, Let's do it.
1: how, How did she get her name?
2: So... She got her name because we didn't really know what to name her, and Pope Francis had just um, become Pope, and then St. Francis is also the patron saint of animals, so mm-hmm. we figured we'd name her Francis.
0: We got, we got religious on the
2: podcast. I love that. that I mean, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it just made sense. Yeah. I love so, that. So, yeah, that's how we got that's how we got her name. Sweet is her middle name.
1: Sweet is her middle name. that
2: was her uh, foster name.
1: Oh, that's cute. So is sweet. sweet, and she's she, well, but she's a sweet girl. She's a
0: sweet girl. She just
1: she's just independent,
0: right? <laughs> like
1: you. Yeah, exactly. Sweet sweet girl. Girl. <laughs> if Frances
0: was like reincarnated as a person, it's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like
1: you're a sweet girl. You're just very independent.
0: Yeah, like <laughs> I don't. Mm, that's fine, and I don't need like people like all up on me like no. that.
2: That's what you have, Leo for.
0: Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> so does Francis have a favorite toy? No, Frank is not into toys at all. She is very (laughs) into candy and counter surfing. Okay. So So what's
0: her favorite candy then? Chocolate. Okay, great. Yeah, it is really great. Like really great for that kidney development. Oh, no, I
2: tell her all the time, like, you're going to die. I don't know how she hasn't yet. She hoards candy. So she'll find candy (laughs) because I have children. Yeah. She'll take it into her crate with her. (laughs) <laughs> and then like hide it under her blanket. <laughs> so like when I go to clean out her crate, there's like empty candy wrappers all over her crate. I'm like, what are you doing? In
1: the middle of the night you hear like a <laughs> Yeah, just like, like a John, what are you doing? It's like, What no? I'm sleeping. And you look over and it's just, just Francis, Francis. with like
2: a
0: like, cup. Yeah, right? Like a She's
2: so bad. She's so like bad. a Mars bar yeah, just... just like
0: sitting there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is... That's funny. Uh-huh. That's okay. Rosie ate an entire box of um, chocolate Fiber One bars. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Like, an entire... When when Taylor and I lived with my parents...
0: Darker milk chocolate. Dark. Mm, yeah, that's the worst kind yep. for uh-huh. your dog.
1: Yep. And I think it was dark. It was that? Well, I don't actually know. But it was on the floor. And Taylor knows to pick up everything for that dog. But he left it. And, yep. It, I mean... Obviously, she's still kicking. Yeah. This
0: was, like, so, six years ago. I once watched a beagle, and I, like, <laughs> I was staying at their home. They were, like, good friends of mine, and I get there, and the owner, Christy, was like, hey, so, like, listen, I'm putting you in a really bad spot. And I'm like, what are you what are you talking about? <laughs> she's like, so we're, we gotta go catch a flight, but Oakley, the beagle, like, she went into the cabinet... Got into the Tupperware and ate a pound bag of M Ms. Like if she goes and this is her time, <laughs> she goes. She's like she's probably gonna vomit a lot. Oh my god, I remember this. So like, but like, you know what? If you keep her alive, great. Like, and I was you like, you did it. I was like, oh my god, Christy. Like we need to take her to the vet. She's like, oh no, no, no. Like I talked to Greg. Like the dog is twelve. Like if this is how she goes, this is how she goes. Oh, like we are. With M&Ms. Yeah, and like she did vomit. A lot.
1: Yeah. A lot.
0: But like she made it. She was kicking. That dog lived to be sixteen. She, and God it was like the biggest pain in my butt. Every time I watched it, it was always something. I remember. Yeah. Yep, yeah,
1: Rosie just pooped a lot. She yeah. didn't puke. But like well, she it's ate all the fiber. Yeah. She no, <laughs> so so okay. yeah. She <laughs> was so, so much pain.
0: She was so regular.
1: regular. <laughs> she was so regular for like a week. Um Okay, so you already kind of talked about how you chose this dog that you were looking for another another one and this little sweet girl came into you. So what names do you call Frances? What nicknames?
2: Frank, Frankie, uh, Franck. Francois.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that's so great because of the Marquise de Lafayette. Exactly. There you go. That's this totally true. not
2: why you call her Francois. No, it's
0: just because
2: her <laughs> name is Frances, and Who I like Francis. to do it like at a really, really high pitch. <laughs> No, I won't do it either. I'm here to tell you.
0: Um, <laughs> no, you have you can't tease it and then not do it. Come on, just do Girl it. Open
2: Oh my
0: god.
2: She loved it when she was a puppy. Um, not she- so much now. Yeah, no. If I sing, like cuz I'll sing lyrics. Oh, yeah. We spoke about Hamilton earlier. and yeah. We are not affiliated with We are not affiliated with not at all. um but I will sing the one song and tell like be like I need Frank to draft an address <laughs> all the
0: time. I can just imagine her like looking at you, giving you a side eye, and then turning away. She hates
2: when I sing to her. She hates it. The other dogs love when I sing and put their names in songs. She hates it. Uh Bobo, Bobo Frank, uh Frank Ness, which mm. also then becomes oon Ness. Nessie. <laughs> She's a lot of names, so Plus that. by Bubba Frog.
1: She has so many nicknames. Yes. I like Frank. Because I didn't know, I, I, this is my naiveness, I thought Frank was a male.
2: Everyone, Well, all all of my dogs at this point, legitimately if you look at it, yeah. are females with male names. Chaka, Yoda, <laughs> Frank, and Marshall. And Marshall. Mm-hmm.
1: It's true, it's true. So like, and I thought her name was Frank. <clears throat> because like, when you post on Facebook, yeah. you're always like... My sweet Frank, Fat Frank, Fat Frank. <laughs> um, and do you have another ridiculous thing that you do for Frank?
2: Well, I guess so Frank you're surviving. Oh, she is surviving with um, chocolate, right? I don't know how bougie it is, but she, unlike no real medical issues, she is allergic to the world. No. We did an allergy test and she is literally allergic to everything. Oh, no. Um, I mean, and we tried, every, like, I don't know if you've heard of Dinovite. It was like some random company that, like, John would hear about on the radio. Like, we bought that stuff. We bought supplements. We changed her food 27 times. Like, oh my we God. got special food from the vet. We tried wet food. We tried raw. Like, we tried everything and nothing would work. Um, so finally, she is on Apoquil. So that's about $250. Oh my God. every few months for her to take her allergy medication because I mean when they came out with the new injections we mm-hmm. even tried her on those and it still just didn't do for her what the Apoquil does so she takes she loves peanut butter so she gets her pill snack in pill the morning snack. and in the evening she gets a quarter in the morning and a half in the evening with her peanut butter sometimes cream cheese if Chaka's also on a pill regimen at that <laughs> point because Chaka won't eat peanut butter oh, she's course bougie
0: not. she wants the cheese yeah I So I kind of want to dive into this a little bit more because I know I always complain on this podcast about Julio's allergies. But I feel like people do not understand, like, how expensive it is to have a dog with allergies. Because it doesn't sound like it would be expensive, but it really is. And then the second point, like, if you don't treat it, like, their quality of life is just such crap.
2: Oh, 100%. Like, until we could narrow down... That Apoquel is what worked for her. Mm -hmm. Like, she was red. She was scabby just from itching so much. She had lost so much fur. Like, she looked like she was some, like, 17-year-old dog off the street with mange. Like, that's how (laughs) that looked. Until we figured out, like, okay, this is what works. Um, I mean it was expensive like I said I mean we bought shampoos lotions we tried everything we could to try to remedy the situation before moving to medication and nothing worked except for the medication yeah because a
0: lot of the medications too like it leads to liver problems or like other side effects so like it is if you can find a solution that works before you get to like the hard drugs that's great and once you find a regimen that works for you it's fantastic but I mean the amount of money I spend on Julio to keep him looking good yeah, and feeling good is insane just because of allergies.
2: Yeah, and that's what they said about the Abiquil. They were like, it could affect her liver function, she might have a shortened lifespan, and I was like, I would rather her live to like, 8 or 9 years as opposed to 12 to 15 mm-hmm. if that's she wrong. has a better quality of life yeah. while she's alive. Yeah, she yeah.
0: has a good 8 to 9 years in her rather than an itchy, miserable 10 to 12. Right. Right? Like, that's just better, and I think that's good dog parenting
2: yeah. to
0: recognize, like, hey, like, yeah, maybe the longevity isn't there if we do this, but the quality of life is. Right.
1: And people need to understand that because you didn't know when you got her that she had allergies. Right. And I I hope people who are looking to purchase dogs or mm-hmm. adopt dogs, like, keep that in mind. Especially that how. Dogs yeah. are expensive. Oh my gosh,
0: they're so expensive. <laughs> and And really, I feel like a lot of times on these pet profiles you'll see like oh heartworm positive and that's like a major turn off like let me tell you i would rather have to deal with a heartworm positive dog to adopt than an allergy dog to adopt like
1: because you uh, can solve the heartworm right yeah
0: like yeah like yeah and there's maintenance there and whatnot but uh, i mean allergy like it's ongoing it's the rest of your life yeah. Right, like Chaka's ear infections are probably part
2: of an allergy. Yeah, and Frank also gets ear infections as part of her allergy. I mean, we were just we just got done taking her to the vet every three weeks for like I think we did like five or six visits. Oh my god, for an ear infection that just wouldn't like let up. Yeah, and yeah. finally did. Yeah, but that's what we do for our our fur babies. We it's do. True. Yep.
0: All right, Christine, you have. A lot of dogs. For you. Yeah. yeah. It's a dog pack. Yeah. And they're big. Yeah. So, like, how do you manage all of that? Like, how do you, like, there's vet visit, Like, just logistically, there's a lot involved there. Like, how do you transport them? How, how do you do all of those things? Sometimes it is a nightmare. And I've recently decided that
2: they will be going to the vet separately. But I thought it would be okay because now, with COVID, they kind of come and get your dog from yeah, the car. yeah. So I, before we had Holly, I took three I took all three of them to the vet, which then of course one one would go out of the car, the other two would lose their minds until they got back. Um, but I have an explorer, so big SUV that I cart them around in, so that helps um, also, of course, during the pandemic, we decided to start with walks. Uh, they all have harnesses because they, they will take off if they mm-hmm. uh, catch a scent, so there wear harnesses, uh, or they 'll slip out of their collars. Mm. Um, but we recently bought one of the couplers or the wives Mm -hmm. so that we can start connecting them. And my dog store actually only had one. So I'm waiting for them. It's just a little local mom and pop dog shop that everybody loves in our, our area. Waiting for them to get another one so that when we take our next walk, we'll connect Yoda to her baby and, uh, Frank and Chaka. They don't get tangled. They, oh yeah. (laughs) the way that things are today yes okay um we haven't actually used our coupler yet so i don't know what that's going to look like but typically uh before holly we would like i'll have the stroller and yoda and john will have chaka and francis and kind of and ellen just stays at home well i mean he goes to school so this was like (laughs) like going on walks before getting him from the bus and things like that okay
0: that's fair enough Okay, cool. Yeah. Thanks for giving us a little insight. What yeah. is the
1: name of the shop you go to that you It's
0: like? called EM Dodgers.
1: EM Dodgers. We'll post that on the on Yeah, the we'll them
2: a shout. We'll them a shout. No, they're great. They're great. They have uh, a lot of really good items for your dog if they need specialty foods. Their staff is very uh, qualified and willing to help. Um, and they also work with a local rescue uh, of mainly cats and kittens so they'll have oh. a little. oh that's cute yeah they keep a little cat stand in the corner so that people can come in and see what cats and kittens are available to help them get adopted oh
0: fun oh, that's cute i like yeah. that and we'll
2: they're also groom that. so they, right. are, they do one of everything they're, all
0: right they're great one stop shop. all right molly tell us about our adoptable dog of the week
1: all right so we have another uh, adoptable dog of the week that is the same breed as the one that we just did the profile on. So if you are looking for an American foxhound mix and English foxhound mix, uh, Gabe is four years old and he is in Fayetteville, North Carolina. He is a very sweet boy and he's looking for his forever family. He loves a comfy sofa and he just wants to find a human that he can just wrap around his little paw. Um, and he also loves all the food and the treats and um, – He, when he was picked up, he was heartworm positive, but we did mention Mm -hmm. earlier in the episode that that's okay.
0: Yeah. It's okay. You can totally live a great, healthy life. Yes. Even if you were heartworm positive earlier in it.
1: Yes. Um, he loves to run, he loves to play, and he loves to sleep. Um, and he is described as a big goofball. So where can you find them? You can find them on PetFinder.com or you can find them on um, the Facebook page of Pet Angel Fund and uh, find out more information on how to adopt him. All right. Thanks, Molly. Yeah.
0: All right, everybody. Before we end this episode, we have to give a shout out to our own Molly. Me! Because it's your birthday! It's my birthday! Thank you for
1: being born! Of course! Happy birthday! Thank you! Ugh,
0: I'm just so glad.
1: It's been a great day.
0: Yeah, your mother birthed you. Thank God. Thank God.
1: You know what? If she didn't, she probably wouldn't have had Rosie to (laughs) grace us (laughs) with the eyebrows.
0: Yeah, exactly. So really, you've done us so many great services out here. You're right. Yeah. So thank you for being born. You're welcome. Thanks for always letting us record your house. <laughs> and yeah. Right. Thanks for having fun with us. Yeah,
1: it's been great. Alright. <laughs> Not that
0: like this is the <laughs> only episode this. <laughs> it's, it's been great, but that's just this one. The other ones have been crap. <laughs> All
2: oh right. My God.
0: That's the tale of the Dog Park for this week, guys. We want to thank everyone who's listened to the podcast thus far. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, at Tales of the Dog Park, and give us a listen on your favorite streaming platform. Molly, tell us what we got coming up on our part three of the three-part finale, the end of season one. Tell me, what are we talking about next week?
1: We are going to talk about the Bassett mix, Bebe Yoda.
0: Oh, yes. Bebe. Christine will be back, so get pumped, guys.